This is the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. Welcome to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. For the first time in a long time, we are live from Baum Walker Stadium where Arkansas just took the series in the rubber match from Alabama. An interesting series. I On Friday's episode, I, I think we all picked it to be a sweep, right? You, me, and Christian? Robert? Yeah. I mean, we, we decided on paper that it needed to be a sweep. Yeah. Obviously, Friday... Uh, we, we, we weren't counting on Hunter Holland being ineffective, really. No, the Friday game was really bad. Uh, I, I guess just from now on, it's it's going to be an Arkansas. Uh, when Arkansas plays Alabama, there's going to be one game of the series where Alabama just embarrasses Arkansas, and that's how it's going to go. Uh, luckily for the Hogs, they came back on Saturday, got the win Sunday, get the win in the rubber match, and uh, – you look at it. There's an SEC series win over a good a good Alabama team. Like that's a good team that can put a bat to a ball. Yeah, I mean the the offensive numbers were were undeniable coming into this series. You know, eight guys hitting over 300. Um, I guess somehow I still managed to sleep on how good this Tide team was, um, despite that, just because they had lost two series. But you know, Florida and Kentucky, looking at it, they're they're really good teams as well. So, no shame if you're Alabama losing this series to Arkansas. I. Gosh, this this Crimson Tide team is really good. I mean, I want to count the the innings that Alabama got hits. It was the first inning on Friday they didn't have a hit. The ninth inning on Saturday they didn't have a hit. One, two, three innings on Sunday they didn't have a hit. So 22 out of 27 innings this weekend, the Crimson Tide got a hit against Razorback pitching. That's that's pretty remarkable. It's remarkable for that to happen and for them to still lose the series. Right. So uh, you look at it. Arkansas lost twelve to one on Friday. Nine to six on Saturday is the win for Arkansas, and then they, Arkansas also won five to four on Sunday in the rubber match. Now, Robert, um, <clears throat> I think we can just spend about forty-five seconds on Friday's game, and I'm going to let you do that real quick. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, Hunter Holland just doesn't really have it. That's that's pretty much the story there. Ten hits, seven earned in, in a little over four innings. Um, Which is just wild for that to happen after him doing what he did against the number one team in the country last week. On the road. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's why we were talking about it, and in, in this is going into your 45 seconds. So. Yeah. I, uh, it was just it was crazy. Go ahead. It, it was crazy. Um, not expecting that in, in his return home. Crazy. But uh, Gage Wood – Inning for him, two earned. Uh, Austin Ledbetter, shout out to him for eating up ten outs, giving up uh, three runs on nine hits, and then Zach Morris got the last out there. That was a that was a tough post game presser. Team captains uh, Zach Morris and and Jace Borfin addressed the the media there. Um, I mean the the guy that Alabama brought out of the pen perfected the Hogs for four innings, and then you know one hit in the ninth. So you know getting out hit by nineteen is just not a recipe for success. Yeah, twenty two hits, most in. Uh most against an Arkansas team in the Dave Van Horn era. So, 21 years. Yeah. Congrats to Alabama on that. You still lost the series, so that's where you're at. Uh, moving on to Saturday's game, Arkansas gets the 9-6 to win. Boy, that was a fun one, huh? It was It was easily the most fun game of the year at Baumwalker Stadium. That's, that's got to be a top top five game that I've ever covered here, yeah. if we're being honest. It was, it was a lot of fun. I, I still think that the Friday game against LSU was probably the best game of the year, just as far yeah. as watching and, and sure. just, you know, good baseball. Uh, but the, the Saturday game was great. Brad Bohannon got tossed, called the Hogs. Uh, it was it, it was a wild one. Arkansas gets the win, though. That's the most important thing for those listening to this podcast. Uh, here's the thing, Robert. I don't, I don't want to go through all these 
like we normally do. And I feel like I do this every single weekend when we're doing a weekend recap, and I'm like, I don't want to go through and read through all of the stats and everything that happened, and that's what we end up doing. Uh, but let's just start with this. Will McIntyre, I just it, it feels like he just doesn't have it in general. I think I think we got to call the Golden Spikes off. I, I said it in the press box on Saturday, and it, it pained me so much to say this. I started by saying, and, and to Austin Ledbetter, I'm so sorry, man. The, the Golden Spikes campaign is gone for Austin Ledbetter next year. Like, that's – it's over with. Uh, Will McIntyre, I'm sorry. Golden Spikes campaign over. I even had a, a custom graphic that I made ready to go last week against LSU. I was hoping that he would come out and get it done. Uh, had to trash that one. I'm sorry, Will. Moment of silence. All right. Shout out to that lawnmower. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 tough to tough to see for Will McIntyre, uh, two straight tough tough outings. But uh, fortunately, the the run support was uh, was plentiful on on Saturday, unlike the first game of the doubleheader last week in Baton Rouge. Um, you know the the three run shot from Kendall Diggs to to cut into the four nothing deficit, huge. And then you know we we talked about the Brad Bohannon ejection. Man, never has has an attempt to fire up one's team backfired so hard. No, and it was just wild, and I, I, I tweeted after the Sunday game that that was the turning point of the series. I really think, I mean, like, jokingly, but at the same time, it kind of was. No, it was, because the very next pitch, Tavian Josenberger turned on for a two-run double and the lead, which they lost in the next inning, but uh, a couple of home runs in the eighth, including a leadoff shot by Jace Borfin, our, our most recent guest. He, he had a pretty Jace. good weekend. Uh, and then a 450-foot blast by Caleb Cali, who, I mean, it's about time we saw that from him, man. We've, we've been hyping him up for so long. Cali. Good, good to see him come through. That was his first uh, first postgame presser, wasn't it? Yeah. No, he's been in one before. Has he? I, I know we've talked to him before. Okay. Um, anyways, Caleb Cali rakes, and people are starting to see that, and he absolutely pimped that. The bat drop, it wasn't a flip, it was a drop, and it was incredible. The uh, the the catcher and the umpire. I don't think they like that very much. No, I don't think so. And Robert, I, I I'm gonna have to ask you something. And and we talked about this before we started recording. I need you to talk into the mic the way I'm talking into the mic. I'm uh, the, my voice is going right at the mic. <laughs> I'm looking at the way you're holding the mic. There you go, right there, like that. You see how I'm holding it? I'm I'm, I'm pointing it directly like this. I barely moved it. No, I'm no look look at how I'm holding it like this. There you go. There you go, buddy. All right. Uh, Caleb Cowley, but Tavian Josenberger, man, made himself some money this weekend, I think. Well, it's hard to make yourself money in one weekend in baseball, but Tavian Josenberger, uh, first of all, thank you. Like, no offense to Zach Gregory, but he really let us down at the end of last year. We have our guy. Tavian Josenberger's our guy, and he is the guy. He, he is the guy. I mean, 6-for-12 at the top of the order, uh, that's exactly what you want in a, in a series from your, from your number one hitter. There's really not – not much else to say there. Um, you know, tough weekend for him last week against LSU, but really, who wasn't it a tough weekend for? Um, but he was five for twelve the weekend before that. So uh, you look at it: six conference games at Ballmarker Stadium. He's almost hitting five hundred. So wow. Uh, you know, he's he's giving you exactly what you need out of the leadoff spot, and you you just got to be thrilled if, if you're Dave Van Horn and company. Absolutely. Um, other. Quick hitters for Saturday's game. Dylan Carter went two and a third. Threw 30 pitches, a couple strikeouts, three hits, no runs. And then we saw the wild card. He came in. Hagen Shout Smith. out to one out, one out for Cody Adcock. 
Yeah, Cody Adcock won out. Shout out, Cody Adcock. Uh, That's all that needs to be said. Yeah, yeah. but Hagen Smith, the wild card, came in, and, you know, at that point, we were like, okay, well, he's not starting on Sunday, right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was the same situation as uh, same situation as last week in, in Baton Rouge. Um, you know, if, if he's going to throw the game before he could, you know, there's a TBA in the starting rotation, then uh, I, I don't I don't see him filling that TBA slot. Um, but you know, it wasn't the prettiest of lines for him. Gave up five hits and and two runs in th- in three innings. Uh, but you know, the 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 solo shot was really the only thing that that hurt him, um, and it didn't hurt him that bad because. The Hogs got that run back and then some very quickly. Um, but it, it reminded me a little bit of, of that outing that he had in, in Louisiana, too, because he he worked himself into a bases loaded jam after that, and he, and he got out of it. Yeah, no, I, and Hagan kind of mentioned this after the game, because um, I think he was asked about the home run and how do you come back from that, and he mentioned, like, I gave up a lot of home runs last year. And I feel like he's that, used to it, yeah. that's Hagan Smith. It's like he's going to give up some solo shots and – yeah, he works himself into trouble probably more than you would like him to. But you know what? He's also really good at getting out of that trouble. Right. And so it's really just the Hagen Smith experience. And, you know, if you've watched enough of Hagen Smith like we have, you know, these past two years at Arkansas, this is what you come to expect from him. Like, he's not going to go out and, and no-hit a team. He, he's not going to go out and just, um, you know, just look perfect. But what he does is he, he works out of jams. He's really good at working counts. I mean, he's been locating better now than he was earlier in the season when he was throwing like 100 pitches a game. Like, I think that he's, you know, I still question, and I'm not saying I'm questioning Dave Van Horn, but I question whether or not this is exactly what they, you know, the best they can get out of Hagen Smith because you look at it and it's like he's probably your top arm, right? And and you're throwing him – Certainly one of them. And you're throwing him 40 to 50 pitches a weekend maybe when you could be getting 80 to 90 out of him if he's starting? Like, I don't know. Right. I I get that. Um, You know, this is based on vibes alone, so I can't really back this up by anything. Maybe maybe you share the same opinion. But it seems like he pitches looser in relief than as a starter. Yeah, I I can see that. And I'm not saying that I don't like him as a relief pitcher, but what I'm saying is – is like if you need this, to be able to use him twice if you're going to use him. That's what I, that's what I'm getting at. Is right. like if if he's a starter, you're getting 80 to 90 pitches out of him. If he's a relief guy, at least from the sample size that we have so far this season, you're only getting like half of that number. Whereas, like, wouldn't you want to get the most you could out of that guy? Right. You you'd rather you'd rather have it take the role of like Kevin Cops. I mean, it's not going to replicate Kevin Cops, of course, but it, something similar is is probably what they're hoping for. Um, but it's just too unpredictable with everybody else on the staff right now. Uh, I mean, of course, I'm sure the plan was to only use Holland and Smith like they had the past couple Fridays, but it didn't work out that way. And then, you know, they had to use them in a game that they had to win to get to get the series even on Saturday. And that that takes them out of the equation for Sunday, effectively. But, you know, lucky for them, they they found the guys to step up. Yeah, and the thing is, is like they, you were right. Like I think lucky is the word, right? Because you did throw Hagen on Saturday to where you can't throw that guy on Sunday, and then you're having to start Ben Bybee. And I don't think you're expecting eight and a third innings of two run ball from your from your bullpen on Sunday. No, 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 no. The guys stepped up for sure. Like you know, it's hard to say luck because those guys went out there and earned it. Sure, but. You weren't expecting to have to get eight and a third of relief when you're starting Ben Bybee. Like, yeah, he's a freshman. 
Uh, yeah, it's his first SEC start, but you still expected to get more than two outs out of the guy. Especially considering the first two out hitters he faced were outs. Yeah, so uh, good transition to Sunday. We mentioned it, Ben Bybee gets his first two hitters out, uh, but then the next five reach, and here comes Cody Adcock. Cody Adcock, man. One, I, I honestly thought he was in the picture to start because he only threw to that one batter on Saturday. Um, yeah, it, I, if you would have asked me to predict who was going to start, I would have said Cody Adcock. But it was Ben Bybee. I, I get I get the reasoning for going to Bybee. You know, go with a fresh arm. He didn't he didn't throw that much on Tuesday when he when he started last time. So I don't I don't have an issue with it. But you know, good thing you had Cody Adcock uh, locked and loaded to to go there, take you into the fifth inning. Really, I mean, to to get the one out with the bases loaded, clean up Bybee's mess in the first. That was big. Uh, I mean, until the fifth inning, he only – well, really, the whole game, he only let one runner into scoring position. That was in the second. Got out of it with a couple of Ks. Uh, one, two, three in the third. Uh, an E9 on Borfin. That was uh, – that was we weren't weren't expecting to see that, but didn't really phase him. He, he got a pickoff. That was huge. And then uh, just the solo shot in the fifth there. But, you know, then it became the Dylan Carter show. Yeah, the Dylan Carter show. He goes three and two-thirds, gives up one run. On two hits. It was really just those wild pitches that cost him. Yeah. It, <clears throat> I thought Dylan Carter's outing was, you know, honestly incredible. He throws 63 pitches after throwing 30 the day before. Uh, and and the, the great thing was, and I, I, I posted this video because I just really enjoyed the quote from Dylan Carter. He basically told the staff, whenever you need me, throw me, and I'll go as long as you need me to. If, if I had told you before this weekend started that one pitcher was going to throw 93 pitches and the other was going to throw 52, and your options to guess were Hagen Smith and Dylan Carter, how would you how would you guess? 100% Dylan Carter. Throwing 93? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'm being for real, man. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's, it is impressive, and, and I want to raise your, if I would have told you to this, if I would have told you before the season that – we would be talking about this series against Alabama, and Ben Bybee is going to start a game. Dylan Carter is going to be your top bullpen arm. Hagen Smith's only going to throw 40 pitches. And uh, there, there's another one I'm thinking. Oh, Gage Wood's going to close it down on Sunday and look incredible. Would you have believed me? Uh, that, that was not on my bingo card. <laughs> it's just it's what they it's what it's come to with the pitching staff, which, you know, the guys who they're throwing, they're getting the job done for the most part, except for – you know, Friday, and we already talked about that. That was tough, but... Hunter Holland's allowed to have a bad outing. Yeah, no. He's, that, he's earned that right. Yeah, give that guy a, a bad outing. But for the most part, uh, this team's getting the job done. You know, Davian Horn talked about it on Sunday. So Alabama gets two in the in the top of the first, but Arkansas comes back three straight hits to start off the the bottom of the first. And Including they a 114-mile-an-hour pe- single? Yeah, I mean, the, Arkansas did really good to get to to Grayson hit there in the bottom of the first, a really good pitcher. He threw like 32 in the first, didn't he? Yeah, something like that. All I know is that Arkansas played two runs, tied it up after one, and that was huge. Yeah, I mean, you're you're able to you're able to get back in a game like I mean, Alabama scored first in all three games. Like that was that was tough to tough to stomach, especially, you know, after Arkansas only put three hits up on in, in Friday's game, so, you know, it, it was going to be a struggle. To, so to see them respond so early was was good. And then, you know, for Wagner to go out there and grab the lead with the with that, what, 412, 412 foot? Uh, I think it was 412. Let me 
uh, I had to delete my tweet because, by the way, if if anybody who, who saw this on Twitter is listening, I, I tweeted out the the Big Al hits dingers mm-hmm. uh, Photoshop with Jared Wagner's face on it. Turns out there's a girl on Twitter who already does that. I think her name is Lancey. I'm sorry. I had no clue that she was doing that. Tough. I mean, should've, I should have stuck with the tank, man. I, I should have stuck with the tank, first of all. That's on me. Second of all, like, I did – I sent the graphic in our group chat, and I was like, I'm excited to use this next time Jared Wagner hits a home run. And then I used it, and people were like, you should have shame. You stole this from Lancey. And I was like, I I had no clue. And then she sends this thread, and it's like she's been posting it every time he hits a home run. So Tough, tough look. That's on me. I'm sorry. And, and I'm one for who's, like, really against people stealing stuff. Like, our guy Braden Botts had a really good picture of Brad Bohannon doing the hog call. Incredible stuff. And everywhere that I've seen it posted, I'll, I'll tag at Braden Botts and be like, nice picture, because people aren't giving him credit. So, look, I'm all for giving a person credit. And, I, and uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Moment of silence? No, nah, that's okay. Okay. You, uh, you, you, you owned it like a man. Yeah. Straight up. Anyway, Jared Wagner, big, big go-ahead home run there. Uh the wild pitch is tied it up there in the sixth. But uh, how about Parker Rowland coming through with the go-ahead game-winning knock against uh, Rowland? It was it was the last guy that threw. Yeah, but Braylon Myers. Um, yeah, I mean first pitch against the new arm just lines it straight up to center field. Uh, I mean <coughs> nearly nearly a L six double play because Brady Slavens had a, had a tough time reading that one. I mean don't blame him. It was it was hit hard. But uh, it, it had been a really tough weekend for 7 through 9 in, in the Arkansas order to that point. Uh, Brady Slavens was hitting 8th on Sunday. That was, that was an interesting uh, change of the order, I would say. Um, his, his single there in the 6th, that was only the third hit from, from the bottom three guys all, all weekend. And then Parker Rowland comes through with the 4th, and that, that ends up winning him the game because Dylan Carter and Gage Wood locked him down on the other side. How about another, if I would have told you, if I would have told you that Parker Rowland was going to have the go-ahead hit in the in the Sunday rubber match game, would you believe me? At what point? Because, like... Uh, let's go before the weekend. Before yeah. the weekend. Yes or no? No. Uh, before today, like like pregame. Also no. Okay. That's all I needed to know. I, I don't know if, you know, looking back at it, I don't know if there was a point where I would have said yes. Yeah, but. that's what I'm saying. It's like if I would have told you that. So shout out to Parker Rowland, who apparently gets bad grades. You know, <laughs> let's let's continue to spread that news that Dave Van Horn told oh, us man. in the post game. So long story short, Dave Van Horn says that if he would have graded Parker Rowland's performance behind the plate this weekend, he would have given him an A, uh, and then something along the lines of like that's better than what he does in school. And then when Parker's coming up, he's like, this dude's talking about my grades. My parents watch these press conferences. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't actually – I mean, like, maybe he does get bad grades. I don't know. I guess we got to have him on the pot. I guess we do. All right. Parker Rowland. Anyway, in, of note that he caught all three games this weekend. That is of note. Uh, you know, I think I think we can all – first of all, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably watch a lot of Arkansas baseball. So I think we can all, as a collective, uh, just sit here and say we understand why that happened. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's uh, Let's move on. You know, I think we're good. Yeah, um, weekend MVPs time. Is that what it is? It is time for weekend MVPs. Have you updated the stats? I have in the doc. You okay. bet I have. Okay, uh, weekend MVP at the plate, Roberto. Uh, this is probably the easy way out, but I got to go with Tavian Josenberger. Like mm. I said earlier, six for twelve, 
Um, that's that's what you need out of the leadoff guy. He scored five runs, which was far and away the most on the team. Uh, the the next leading guys had two, so um, he uh, he did what he does. He gets on base, and hey, shout out to Tamian Josenberger for getting on base. He's uh, <laughs> he's really living up to the Moneyball guy status. He, he is, and you know what? He's almost living up to it a little too much because like when he's hitting these home runs, I almost feel like a cheat. I'm like, this doesn't really. That's not a, even fair. That's the thing is like we didn't expect him to be hitting <laughs> home runs though. Yeah, he's not supposed to be a home run hitter. And every time we ask him about the power, he's like, I don't know, guys. I mean, I just I just hit the ball and it goes far. It's like, okay, well, that's fair enough. He also had like three hits and one at bat Sunday. He did have three like three I mean, legit hits and one at bat. I don't I don't know if I want to go out and say that definitively as you just did. Because I'm, you know, I well, didn't get a close up, and I didn't think the camera work was awesome. But yeah, no, I'll say it was three hits. I don't care. Okay, go I for really it. Really don't care. But yeah, uh, two two close calls down the line, and then he ropes one in for for a single in the right. So so he really had eight hits on the weekend. Yeah, yeah okay. he, he went eight for twelve. Eight for twelve. <laughs> All right, uh, fair enough. You'll take Tavian Josenberger. Who do I want? Who do I want? Who do I want? Oh, this is tough. This is tough. It's hard to take Caleb Cowley because he had one hit. But it was a really nice hit. That's the thing is like you could you could pick any of these guys with one hit, but yeah, you know they were all they were all very strong. Well, it's like Jared Wagner. He he struggled aside from you know the home run on Sunday for the most part. You know, I'm gonna go with Caleb Cowley. That's that's a fair choice. He went he went one for eleven, but he had the freaking tank that he pimped. That was sick, and then uh, only struck out once. So that is tied with. Jace Borfin for the least amount of strikeouts of anybody this weekend. So, you know, I thought he had some good at bats, and it's it's really just every time Caleb Cowley makes contact with the ball, he it's hits at it least so hard. Man. It's at least a hundred miles an hour exit velo. So he hits it so hard. Uh, give me some Caleb Cowley as my weekend MVP. If uh, if you had picked Josenberger, I probably would have gone with Kendall Diggs just because, like like you said, with Cowley, he he only had the one hit, but it was a big home run to to get him back into Saturday's game. Diggs. Honorable mention, Kendall Diggs. Um, there was something that I was going to interrupt you with earlier, and I can't remember what it was. I'm afraid uh, we'll never know. Uh, it had to do with Josenberger. <sighs> was it when uh, when he was batting and uh, Bohannon got tossed, or when he slid into the plate and they determined the catcher wasn't obstructing? No. I'll try to think of it. Okay. You go with your weekend MVP at, on the mount. Oh man, I don't know how the answer to this question is not Dylan Carter. Um, for for him to for him to give you seven outs, which I believe Dave Van Horn called very big outs on Saturday, and then respond with eleven on uh, on Sunday, man, and that's what six innings. He threw six innings, six innings of one run ball. That's a that's a quality start if he starts one of those games. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, that, that's not something you see every day from a reliever uh, not named Kevin Copps or Hagen Smith. So that's, uh, that's an easy choice for me. Oh, I'm so upset about the Josenberger thing, man. It was good, too. I, I was going to interrupt you, but you were on a roll. I hate it when that happens. Oh, I know it was good. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, my MVP on the mound. Here's the thing. You took Carter. Not a lot of guys really threw well. Uh, I mean, like, you, we talked about Hagen Smith, aside from giving up the home run. Like, uh, he looked good. Adcock looked good. 
If I'm you, I'm picking Adcock right now, and I'll tell you why if you want. No, like I get it. I I'll go with Adcock because of what he did on Sunday and the one guy that he got on Saturday. He struck him out, so it's like you know Adcock did his job, gave up just one run, uh, threw some very very valuable innings on Sunday. Stranded a, the the strikeout he had Saturday, by the way, stranded a runner in scoring position. That was huge. That's what I'm saying. It's like I mean I'll go with Adcock. Uh, I do want to give an honorable mention to Gage Wood, though. The, oh, way, yeah. the sure. way that he closed it out on Sunday was very impressive. It's just like with Gage Wood, he's either just like, you know, peeing his pants nervous or right. or he is just locked in. Right. I mean, we've we've yet to see him perform until until this afternoon. Um, we've yet to see Gage Wood really perform in, in a high leverage situation. And that was about as high leverage as it could have got. You know, one run lead, four outs to get. Four up, four down. Yeah. Shout out Gage Wood. Oh, this Josenberger thing is really gonna bother me. Oh my gosh. It, it'll be a it'll be a fun time when you remember it. Six minutes after we stop recording. Yeah. This is tough. This is really tough for me. Okay. Um, wrap it up. Yeah, wrap it up. Arkansas State coming to town on Tuesday. Um. Yeah, I do want to mention just like shout out to Dave Van Horn for the way that he's coaching this team. It's given, almost like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, given the injuries, I mean Arkansas is twenty three and five right now, five losses on the season, and we're in April. Um, just a heck of a coaching job by Dave Van Horn, getting the job done. Shout out to the bullpen guys for stepping up, uh, and yeah. So you mentioned Arkansas State coming to town, um, and then big series at Ole Miss, Swayze. Yeah, for sure. Hoping to go to that one to be determined. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll talk to everybody on Thursday, I guess. Yes. Remem- reminder, Arkansas starts the series on Thursday, so episode will come out on Thursday. You've been listening to the Diamond Hogs podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Chote Mason and at DRStew32.